Good morning. The scripture reading today is from 2 Timothy 1, verses 1 through 7. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, in keeping with the promises of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and and I am persuaded, now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave me does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. So glad to be with you this morning. I love coming to worship here. I see, I see some Grace Downtown people who are, this doesn't count for church today, just so you know, you, you gotta come tonight. But I love, uh, I love being here, love being with this community. It looks like you've, have y'all done some redecorating since the last time we've been here? Yeah, you've used your time well during the pandemic. I commend you. Um, and it's an honor. I'm, I'm honored uh, to be able to bring a word of encouragement to the brothers and sisters who will be ordained and commissioned today. And the passage you heard read is an ordination commissioning passage. Uh, the Apostle Paul is looking back to when he ordained his spiritual son, mentee, Timothy. And as he refers to this time, you can also tell that there is underneath the text <laughs> that uh, this ordination would come with struggles. When you accept the call to leadership, you accept the call to bear people's burdens, and you also invite conflict. And not just entering into conflict, you invite conflict in your head and heart. A battle in your head and heart. The accuser of our soul will raise questions like, was this a mistake? Did I invent this all on my own? Uh, someone else could do a better job than this. Uh, why am I doing this? I don't have the gifts. I'm a fraud. There's no fruit. These are the things that nag leaders and to, agree, to a degree, everybody that chooses to become a follower of Jesus Christ faces these things. But especially those in leadership capacity. So on the front end, Paul needs to encourage Timothy in the faith. And I want to do the same with just three thoughts here briefly. First of all, connect your faith story to God's story. Connect your faith story to God's story. As you look throughout the scripture, you will find times where God rehearses the salvation story, like Psalm 105, 
where he talks about the call of Abraham and then Jacob and then Joseph being taken into bondage and then Egypt in bondage, then Egypt being delivered. And the reason that God does that isn't just to review history with its people, it's so the person reading at that time can connect that their story is the same as that story. Their story is connected to that story. And this is what uh, Paul does with himself, where Paul talks about his service to God, and he connects his service to the forefathers of the faith, and then he rehearses Timothy's story, doesn't he? Before he gets into things, he talks about the sincere faith that lived in his grandmother and his mother, a faith that Paul had observed for years and years. And that does a couple things, I think. One, it reminds the leader that uh, my faith was present before this call was present. That is, it reminds you that you are a son and daughter before you are a leader. It puts God's salvation story front and center in your heart. And many times as a leader, I'll tell you, that's one of the, the things that enables me to keep doing what I'm doing. I have to, in my mind, realize before I'm an elder, before I'm a deacon, before I'm a deaconess, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I am beloved of God, just like Paul loves Timothy. That God's love for me is still wide, deep, long, and high. His God's love for me is before the foundation of the world, I was loved as a son or a daughter. Connecting to that story is critical as a leader. But the second thing, it, it, it connects our faith story with God's big story. You know, that I'm just not doing my own thing. Listen, it, you didn't bring this call upon yourself. You didn't bring it upon yourself. God wouldn't let that happen. You see, the way it happened was, you know, people began to pray that God would raise up new leaders. And you began to feel a call and pray, and people in the congregation confirmed it. And then you were brought through a vetting process. And those that were other leaders in the church discipled you and prayed about it. This call doesn't just belong to you, it belongs to everybody here. More so, it's part of God's larger story. His bigger story. So number one, connect your faith story to God's story. Number two, own your gift. Own your gift. And maybe if I can have you hear anything with special attention, especially those of you being ordained commissioned today, it's this. You are gifted. You are gifted. So many times we are like people frantically shopping around town for something we already own. We're like uh, people that are envying someone else's clothes in their car when we have our own. How do I know this? Because Paul says, fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. God has placed it in you. There's a particular gift God has given you. There's a general gift to, as a leader to be humble and to be a chief repenter and serve. But there is a particular gift this congregation needs that you have that God has placed in you. And when we forget that, it's very easy for ministry to get hijacked by sin. You notice Paul here says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. 
I think he's on to something here where we forget our salvation story. We forget that God has gifted us. We then resort to our own power, right? We give way to insecurity. We give way to trying to control things and we lose self-control at the same time. Envy gets birthed in our hearts. Discouragement gets birthed in our heart. All these different things that happen. And so Paul tries to encourage Timothy that God has given him a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. You see, there's a difference between raw talent and spiritual gifts. Everybody has the first, but you need grace to have the second. You need grace to actually have fruitful ministry through your talent with a spiritual gift. There's three things the power of our own man-centeredness and our own flesh, the Bible would say, can't keep together. We cannot keep together power, love, and self-control by ourselves. Right? They'll fight against each other. Our power will help us lose our self-control and we won't love people. Our self-control will turn us inward and we won't have any power anymore. The only thing that can keep those three things together is the grace of God. And he will do that in you. Power, love, and self-discipline. But the last one is assume your stewardship. Uh, a spiritual gift isn't like a gift, like a piece of artwork. It's more like a gift where you go and do something. You know, like a cookbook or a bunch of tools. It's the sort of gift that's go, go get busy. Go develop. And so the Apostle Paul says, fan into flame the gift of God. Leaders, you have a responsibility to develop the gift that you have. You know, you're not allowed to sort of give in to, well, I don't have a gift. Why should I even develop something? Or everybody else is so far, they just have that natural gift. They didn't have to develop we have to remember, uh, one theologian, old theologian said this, the excellence of gifts, that is, the more gifts you have, produce carelessness, which is also accompanied by sloth. So he's saying basically, the, the more gifting we see in our lives, the more tempted we are to go on autopilot, to be lazy, to not develop our gifts. The second thing is, he mentions, not one of us possessed that firmness and unshakable constancy of the Spirit, which is requisite for fulfilling our ministry, until we are endued from heaven with new power. And indeed, the obstructions are so many and so great that no courage of man will be able to overcome them. This is talking to folks in ministry. The old church father Christostom said, For it requires much zeal to stir up the gift of God, for it is in our power to kindle or extinguish the grace. That's humbling. And so for those of you being commissioned, those of you being ordained today, you actually have a lot of power. Power God has given you to assume the stewardship or not assume the stewardship. So fan into flame. Pursue your gifts. Grow in your gifts. Develop yourself for the sake of the church. And so, in closing, as you um, launch into this day, this day of celebration, 
I want to urge you to connect your story to God's story, to own your gift, and to assume your stewardship. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your uh, words to Timothy, our words for us. Thank you for these brothers and sisters, and we pray now that they would be filled with both the power and joy of grace, but also the obligation. In Christ's name, amen.